0: I had to come to the point, I, I tell you, I still remember, as I was driving down 75, getting ready to get on to um, 471, I, I vividly remember like, dreading coming home. Mm. Uh, you guys were still fairly little. And uh, just knowing, I'm gonna blow up at some time tonight. Mm. I just know I am. And I don't know what it's gonna
1: be, but I know it's gonna happen. Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. We back, baby. (laughs) It's been um, a few weeks off from the podcast. We've actually decided to start moving to a monthly upload where we're going to do one podcast a month, probably for a little bit longer, a little bit more of an extended time than what we normally do in order to be able to think through it more, have more uh, thoughts through scripture, be able to apply it better, more practically, and hopefully you parents for it to be a better resource, for you, for you to use a better tool for you to go to when you're struggling in different areas of life with parenting. So we're going to try to hit on some topics, a little bit bigger topics that we think apply to the majority of parents that would be helpful for either you when you're struggling or to pass on to a friend that you may have who's struggling in a certain area to hopefully encourage you with the difficulty that is parenting. I'm Steven and I'm here with Ryan Conlin. And Ryan Petrie, who is my father and an mm-hmm. elder at Grace Fellowship Church. So, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, you know, now we, we've had three Petries on the podcast now. Just saying. So we're kind of we're kind of running this thing oh, that's right nice. now. nice. Yeah. had the mother, the father. <laughs> you know, it's been a good time. But the podcast this month is about anger with your students, um, anger with your kids, and how do you how do you relate? To your kids through hard conversations, through conflict, through difficulties, and how do you control the anger that often can boil up and boil over and spew out over to our students and hopefully be able to create a stronger bond with them, a stronger relationship with them for the purpose of pointing to Jesus, discipling them, and hoping that they will see the love of Christ through you and how you relate. So I brought my Mm -hmm. father onto the podcast today just because of our relationship and how it's grown over the last 25 years of my life. As he's worked through parenting four different kids, all of which are now out of the house and has grown significantly, I believe in this area and thought that he would be a helpful resource for us to use to talk about. Cause I'm not a parent you're a parent of a kid who's not birthed yet, oh, so and uh, <laughs> I'm still
2: getting used to that. I'm so, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not. A parent. I
1: always keep relating to Ryan as a dad, and he, every time he's like, I he throws it. him off.
2: Yeah, it does. It's jarring, but uh, it's true. <laughs> it's good. I, I love get used it. to that. So, yeah. uh,
1: Ryan, hopefully, you or Dad. Sorry, that was weird. Dad, hopefully, this will be <laughs> helpful uh, to have you. You have to, to look at cell. it so we know
0: which which Ryan you're yeah, referring exactly. to.
2: So. Dad uh, I have
1: Ryan in my notes I got to I, gotta change I noticed
2: that I was like
1: <laughs> I feel like these are questions are at me oh, okay Dad uh share a little bit just of of your background in parenting and how this subject uh, applies to you why why you think that you may have some helpful words of, hmm. of wisdom to share throughout your years of parenting <laughs> yeah, so
0: yeah, like you said, I've grown a lot um because I had a long way to grow, so um. So, like you said, so I, I've been a parent a while. Uh, we've been married 29 years wow. this year. That's awesome. Yeah. So, the, like, kids are up, grown, into college, married, um, kind of all stages of adult life now. Yeah. Um, and we, we got married really young. So, we were 22 when we got married. We had our first child at 23. We had you at 24. You know, just boom, 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 boom. So... We were very young, so we kind of grew up as adults, yeah. as humans. Um, at the same time, we were growing up in marriage. At the same time, we were growing up as parents while you guys were growing up. yeah. So it's like all those things we were kind of doing at the same time, learning and growing, yeah. figuring things out um, professionally, just in every aspect of our life. Yeah. It was like young and starting and growing. So all those pressures... All those uh, all those roles trying yeah. to play at the same time w- was difficult. So, uh, you know, I thought I was a very involved father, yeah, uh, very uh, very affectionate, very involved. I was kind of wherever the kids were and, and trying to do all those things, but at the same time, just have like explosions of anger just out of nowhere. I imagine, you know, the kids probably just didn't know when it was coming. Just kind of like something would happen. That kind of I'd go off or s- slam my hands on the thing or yell, and um, yeah, so there's a lot of growth to be had, and and I'm thankful. I believe there has been a lot of growth.
1: Yeah, I think anger is is a, is an important topic to talk about how we deal with our emotions, how we control our emotions, how we control our feelings, because of the great effect that it has on the people around us. And you know, as as youth directors, we're trying to help pour into students and help you as parents love your kids. And we just think it's an important topic to talk about as you're relating to your students. How do you control your emotions? Because there's gonna be conflict that's gonna come up in parenting. There's gonna be decisions that they make that are hurtful to them, that are hurtful to you. And how you handle those situations in the rough of the moment is gonna speak volumes to your kid, hopefully in the long run, even if they're not showing it to you in the moment of how much you care about them, how much you love them and where your hope is and where your peace is found. So when we think about anger, what do we th- think often is the cause or brings out the anger when it comes to parenting uh, kids? So, like, where, where do we think these like reactions of anger most often spew up? What What is at the at the foundation of this issue basically?
0: Are you asking what do we attribute it to, or what do we really believe it's coming from?
1: I think both. I think both would be helpful. I think maybe like what do we what do we attribute it to, and then let's get to the root of like okay, okay. well where where are these actually like starting at?
0: Yeah. Well, I know for me, it most often came out uh, like maybe I'm, I'm telling one of you guys to uh, pick up something, or like clean up your room, or you or you left something on the floor. Um, or it's time to eat dinner and you guys are playing a video game downstairs or whatever. I'm like, Hey, wrap it up. You know, it's time to eat, you know, come up in a couple of minutes and then it's 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later. Um, so for me, it kind of came up in feeling like there was expectations or things I was asking that wasn't being fulfilled. Um, and yeah, so, and for me, I was, I was always very unsure of myself. Mm-hmm. I was always very self-conscious about uh, me and decisions and thoughts. And and so whenever I felt like I wasn't in control of those things, um, that's when my emotions kind of flared up that uh, people weren't doing what I expected them to do. Yeah. Um, in other ways, too, I, the expectations, I think, of what people thought, like just your behaviors as kids, like you have this perception of how you think the kids should behave in different settings. So if they're not behaving in a certain way, start to get anxious that, that they're not behaving the certain way and other people are going to see they're not behaving that certain way and that's a reflection on me and it's a reflection on them. And what are they going to think about them? What are they going to think about me? Mm-hmm. Um, so then those emotions would, would spin and spew out of, um, of my heart, out of my
1: mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ryan, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think it might be helpful, too, to think about what is anger. Yeah. And I wrote, I think I got this from uh, Ray Ortland, who's a pastor. He might have tweeted it one time. I wrote it down. Anger is to be roused to action at the sight of evil. Yeah. It's like we want to, we Mm. see something evil or bad, and we want to defend against that thing. Anger rises up. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, and God... (laughs) God gives us that because God, if you, if you read your Bible, often gets angry, right? Because he's defending his people from things that are evil mm-hmm. or that could corrupt. And so I think, too, when we get angry, we're typically defending against something. So whether that be defending, like, your kids from habits or things that you don't want them to take on, um, defending them against sin, or defending, it's like, when I get angry and I sin I'm defending against um, my own uh, convenience (laughs) my own desires Mm -hmm. my own pride yeah and so it's like when that gets assaulted in some way or in jeopardy I might get angry yeah Mm -hmm. Um, that's where I find my I I don't I my my child is in the womb right now but I can imagine when I get angry at him it's because I'm gonna be inconvenienced and like what I perceive like my pride might be hurt -hmm. And that's a me thing, and that's how I might get angry.
1: So when we're talking about getting angry at our kids, where are we saying like that it's becoming sinful? Like, how do we know when it's becoming to a sinful degree where, as parents, it's like okay, I need I need to kind of check my heart here, and then we're going to talk about okay, how do we control that? How do we work through that? But what even like big picture are we talking about in terms of like sinful anger? Because you're bringing up. Some like healthy anger that God has over yeah. brokenness and sin. Like, how do we even uh, hold when those is anger hold good? those things when is it and bad? Yeah, make mm. attention. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts?
2: I think it's it's what what am I defending against, or what am I? What is causing my anger? Yeah. Is it genuinely um, some sort of sinful behavior? Like, I think it's okay to be angry at kids mm-hmm. if they are sinning. I would imagine. Yeah. But if it's to protect my own pride. Or my own interests or convenience, maybe that becomes sinful. I don't know. This is where I'd be curious what you think of, like, I'm angry at my child. Can you take it too far? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You can definitely take it too far. And then what is that line of, like, oh, man, I'm not just, like, am I correcting something or a behavior, but – oh, I've taken my anger too far and it's not yeah. resulting in the, something that I actually desire. Well, part of it, at least for me,
0: I know it's very easy to rationalize mm-hmm. in the moment how it could be a righteous anger. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm angry about, about this because righteously they, they shouldn't be doing this. This yes. is a sinful action. But my reaction to it is actually not based in righteousness. <laughs> you know, it's... Okay. I think the signs coming out we need to be perceptive of of you know I, in the moment in the heat of the moment you know i want to believe that i'm angry for a good reason and maybe i am but the way it comes out um, can give good clues on whether or not my heart is right in the middle of it so i think like some of those things would be losing control in various ways it's like if i'm losing control. control of my volume
2: yes like
0: i don't have to be screaming and i was at time it would be like high high volume um, <laughs> and there's no need for that. It, that that's just showing I feel like I'm out of control and I need to try to overwhelm you with my volume so I can get you back <laughs> in control and make you do what it is I, I think you should be doing mm-hmm. um, certainly putting hands on a child mm-hmm. uh, putting hands on a person doesn't have to be a child um, that's a pretty good indication that, that you've crossed a line into unrighteous anger That if, and I'm not just talking about you know, you, we, I don't know if you guys have talked about spanking, no spanking, that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that debate. Um, but as far as angrily grabbing your child or hitting your child or yeah. uh, that kind of thing, throwing, I, throwing things at you. I
1: think child. this goes back to, I mean, Peter just talked about it. Brad's talked about it for a long time, the rules of communication, right? And one of them is act, don't react. Yeah. So when anger is becoming just completely reactionary, where it's like, you, it wasn't like this was a thoughtful, you really like, went to the Lord and prayed about how should I respond to my kid's disobedience? You know what? He's really called me to go and just let my kid have it. Like <laughs> about, about what, what they've done and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell and scream at them like for them to kind of recognize their sin. Normally when it gets to that degree, you know, we talk about at Grace a lot and in counseling different things the pressures of our life, like reveal what's been going on underneath mm-hmm. the surface. You know, mm-hmm. scripture in Luke 4, six forty five 45 says, Out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And often we relate it to like, well, our, like the kid or even, I mean, it can be easy for me to even get frustrated at kids around me, or I'm a coach, get frustrated at, uh, kids on my team, but even more so as a parent, what, what I see, I feel like tends to happen is that there's these pressures and things and impatience and reactionary behavior that's hidden under the surface, and your kid, by their disobedience, by their sin, all of a sudden is revealing what's actually going on in your own heart. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to to justify it as that you love your kid, you care for them, you see the decisions they're making are going to hurt them in the long run, or the decisions that they're making are not God-honoring, they're not honoring to you, but instead you're becoming completely reactionary, letting your own sinful heart come out and speaking in a way that's not meant to discipline in terms of to build up and to mm-hmm. correct, uh, but it's actually meant to like put down and like you said, like put into submission basically, like I'm the one in, in control. Right. And I think one of the, just in any relationships, one of the ways anger probably comes out is when you feel like you're losing control. Yes. That's in parenting, that's in friendships, that's in relationships. It's like, if I don't feel like I have control in a situation, that's when you become reactionary you're trying to fix it trying to make up for it and what that does is it it hurts the bond of parent to student parent to kid which is such an important relationship and it's going to affect greatly how they perceive God how they perceive how God reacts to them in their sin how they perceive how God is graceful to them and to their sin and that's a big weight to carry I can imagine as a parent but also is like this encourager of Hey, God's called me to self-control. Like one of the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit don't go away just when people sin against us. They actually should come out more, like right. when, when we're sinned against. Right. And one of those is self-control. So I think a good indicator of healthy anger versus reactionary anger is: Do you have self-control? Like, are are you in control? Like you were saying, or have you lost control and your emotions are firing, your feelings are firing, and now mm-hmm. you're being led by feeling, led by emotion no longer led by truth, no longer led by God's word, and instead your flesh is acting out, you're not acting out in the spirit anymore, Um, which I think there can be some anger against ungodliness, anger against uh, corruption and, and brokenness and people that are being taken advantage of in a way that is truthful and honoring to God's word, but that should lead us to prayer, should lead us to being humbled, should lead us to be standing up for those who are hurt and oppressed or like things are being done not reacting in like these mm-hmm. like feats of anger which um all of us me not as a parent have to think through in terms of my relationships and people around me as yeah, well
0: yeah you know you you touched on something that is I think in pictures most I like it most well mm-hmm. that's not a good phrase uh, <laughs> I remember things better if I see them in pictures okay so I I recall Brad preaching in a uh, marriage series. So, so, if you, so if you've gone through, like, premarital counseling or whatever and all the sermons that he preaches, great illustration talking about at his house where he has those underground sprinklers. Mm-hmm. So you don't see them. They're there. You mm-hmm. don't see them. And then, you know, the thing comes on. You get enough water pressure, and they pop up, and, and they spit out the water all over the place like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it's such a helpful illustration to think, like, uh, What's inside our hearts, out of the heart the mouth speaks, out uh, of the abundance of the heart, um, God lovingly allows enough pressure in our life in different ways that what's inside pops up, and, and that can spit out anger. It can spit out, uh, you know, hurtful things and, and damaging things, or it can spit out love, peace, yeah. joy, peace, kindness, goodness. Um, So it's revealing to kind of watch yourself, too. It's like I had to come to the point. I I tell you, I still remember as I was driving down 75, getting ready to get on to um, 471, I I vividly remember, like, dreading coming home. Mm. Um, You guys were still fairly little. And uh, just knowing I'm going to blow up at some time tonight. Mm. I just know I am. And I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to happen. And just being torn because we didn't didn't have – the, uh, the the kind of support um, that that we do here since since coming to Grace in particular uh, we didn't have older couples kind of mm-hmm. helping us along we didn't have people that we were talking to we didn't have a community yeah. group of of people to like man I'm just I'm really wrestling with I know I'm going to blow up at my kids I don't know why mm-hmm. you know and talk through like what's in my heart to kind of draw that out um, so I just remember dreading that but then starting to see the, the results you start to see the fruits of what's coming out. Like what, what's really in my heart? This is this is what's really in my heart. It's coming out. They're not causing me to do this. They're revealing what's what's already there, which is a hard.
1: Yeah, that's a hard. A, it's, truth. A, it's a hard pill to swallow, and like that was one of the things that I've heard Brad talk about too. Is that you know maybe God and His loving sovereignty is allowing your kids to be disrespectful, allowing them to be disobedient mm-hmm. for the point of you learning patience and you learning self-control and you learning kind of the the difficulties and the sin that's in your own heart that you still need to grow from and repent of and work on and ask for, for forgiveness I, I, of. I think he just said God made him do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry, man. Kids, don't listen to this podcast. This podcast <laughs> is for parents.
2: Um, Ryan, sorry, I, sorry. I, I, Ryan, I'm curious if you, like I think of, you know, you, you're you talking about when, you know, the kids were young, you struggled with these angry outbursts mm-hmm. and that was a, a huge thing and I, I think of like prodigal son moment where he runs away squanders everything he has and he, he comes to himself mm-hmm. light bulb oh and he heads back like what did you have a moment like that where it was like oh i've reversed qu- okay, i see this is a problem i need to change this or I, I don't know i'm just curious about your story with that and how maybe you it's definitely repented. A, <laughs> it's not
0: a moment yeah it's definitely a Progression of moments, yeah. Um, because I, I would recognize it, and, and I would be repentant and remorseful, mm-hmm. and and I think it's important to note too if 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 you if you're struggling with these things or other things with kids or with your spouse or with other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, first obviously to recognize like this is a problem, this is going on, um, and then I, I would try as often as I could to, to go to. The kids, I mean, if I blew up at Steven, mm-hmm. um, as young as they were, you know, if it's a five-year-old, if it's a seven-year-old, whatever, and be able to own your part of that, which is such a hard thing, too, because it's like,
1: they did do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this happened. He did what uh, They shouldn't have done that. And knock everything off my table. <laughs> right. But. He did kick a soccer ball
0: into the <laughs> – yes, he did do these things. Um, so you want to, like – you don't want to give up everything. It's like, huh. Like I want to to apologize and ask for forgiveness and, and tell you what I did that wasn't right, but then I don't want him to take that to mean, oh, it's okay and <laughs> you know all that. So that was a struggle there, but to still have to get to that point, like I gotta own my sin, and and be willing to express that. Um, so I would, at different times, I do better at that. Other times, I wouldn't do as better at that. And I feel like as I've gotten older. I feel like I get there quicker, yeah. um, which I think is helpful too. To remember, like we're striving after after progress, not perfection. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm I'm working at this. I know this is is in my heart. I know it's been in a thing in the past. Um, so I want to watch for the signs that it's coming. The feelings I'm having, which we can talk about in a minute. Yeah, um, but also being able to repent and, and own own your sin the log in your own eye my my, my sin first my mm-hmm. sin worst right?
1: yeah and that and you know hopefully the the opportunity like the reasons that we're doing these podcasts again is not to just like keep showing every area that we could possibly get better and growing it can become very overwhelming mm-hmm. it's like hopefully you just take little things away and the lord uses certain comments or thoughts to just continue to grow us and convict us like you said sanctification is a, is a long process Um, parenting is incredibly difficult I can only imagine Mm -hmm. their stresses and all these things but also we can continue to grow you know if you have the spirit in you you've been called to holiness you've been called to Mm -hmm. obedience and he's gonna give you the power that you need to do that and also there's grace for you as a parent when you fail and when you mess up and now that grace and forgiveness you've received in Christ should empower you to be able to go ask for forgiveness from your from your kids because you know that you're okay you've been forgiven (laughs) um sorry no you're fine so you know we we talked a lot about you know kind of why we should control our anger how this is why this is so difficult what causes anger some little verses to keep in mind you know proverbs 18 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue it's like sheesh like i read that i'm like death and life are in the power of the tongue you know our words even not in reactions of anger just in passing comments mm-hmm. have the ability to build people up and tear people down mm-hmm. uh, peter Ruff asked the other day at a staff meeting he's like how many of you all have like heard someone say something to you that you still remember today is like super meaningful and built you up a lot and everyone's like raise their hand he's like how many of you all have heard someone say something to you mm. that broke you down mm. you still remember to this day from years ago it's like everyone put their hands up it's like we remember things that are said and they can build up and encourage and spur people on or they can tear them down and hurt and sit with you and you can apologize and ask for forgiveness and yet there may always be a little bit of the Fair. of the consequences left over of our decisions of our actions. So that's a verse that's just been convicting to me as I've thought through mm-hmm. of how am I speaking to people and specifically for parents how are you speaking to your kids? You know, when they sin against you, when they've sinned against others, when they've sinned against themselves and you come into contact with that okay your next words your next actions can build up can tear down uh so let's be careful and be prayerful and not reactionary in them uh and then second corinthians 3 love is patient and kind it is not irritable or resentful there's a lot of verses there's a lot of stuff in between that i just first crossed out first corinthians 13 second corinthians 13 First Corinthians thirteen, that's verse like five through seven or something like that. Yeah, I don't know why I wrote I wrote that down. But love it, love is patient and kind. So it's not loving when we're no longer patient and kind. Like you're not you're not loving your kid. You may think yeah. you may justify it as well. They did this and there's this sin and I'm trying to stop them from this because I love them. Mm-hmm. But if you're not being patient and kind, you're not you're not being loving. If you are being irritable and resentful, you're not
0: being. You know where I think a lot of that comes from too is is going back to control, like our, our feelings like we're going to control the situation. I'm going to cause them to fix this thing or to grow in this way. And and we have a lot of influence, like you said. I mean, you guys have huge influence in students' lives, teachers, coaches, those kinds of people. But parents still have the greatest influence mm-hmm. as far as people yes. are concerned. But even that, we, we can't control anybody,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right?
0: I I can't control you, mm-hmm. I can't make you do something, mm-hmm. but we get in our head that somehow we can maybe control our child because mm-hmm. they're they're smaller. I'm kind of I have authority over them, and we can't control our child either. Yeah. So, if we can get that in our heads and in our hearts, I think it comes out in our discipline and mm-hmm. in our anger if something has happened to not think it's on us to change them. Yeah, you know one of the things. We have learned, it's one of those things like you feel like you learned after it's over in a way. Mm. It's like we, we parented so much out of a place of like, like behavior, like behavior modification. Like we're trying to control the actions, but God wants us to love and pursue and shepherd our, our kids' hearts, not, not try to fix their behaviors, mm-hmm. which is a vastly different thing. And I think it comes from that of do I trust that God's controlling this and not me? And I'm just trying to guide and shepherd and and feed and and do what I can responsibly as a as a dad as a parent. But God's really doing the the changing and the growing and the yeah. Um, so that's been helpful to, to try to get a different mindset.
1: So when these things come to a head, and your student has been disrespectful, you're you found out something that your kids done that they've been hiding from you for a long time. They're uh, you know the sin that they've done. They're lying about something. They're being rude. Like how then in those moments, how can we learn to control our reactions in a way that does shepherd the heart, in a way that does offer God's love and God's grace? Um, where do we even begin uh, for parents that are struggling, for parents this is really hard? Obviously, this is naturally hard for probably everybody when I think about how, when people sin against me, and it's like, I just start getting so angry. Um, how do we control this? What, what are some things that will help at least grow toward, mm. towards godliness? Well, it definitely
0: starts with prayer. You know, some, sometimes that just seems like, oh, yeah, we always got to throw that in there, the prayer thing. But it's not just a prayer thing. It is, like we said, you, you can't control other people just like you can't control your own heart. I mean, our hearts are deceitfully wicked. They're going to rationalize things and warp things. Um, so if you recognize it in your life, like I, I try to recognize more and more in mine, we need to pray that God roots that out, that, that he changes my heart, changes how I react to these things. Help, help me to see the warning signs as it's coming. And, and for your fruit, for the fruit of the spirit to actually come out, um, so just reminding yourself in prayer as you're asking God to to work in you definitely start there
1: yeah. yeah i feel like that's like an actionary step that you can take before you're in the heat of the moment that hopefully is like preparing well, your heart and your soul and your mind because you don't get to choose when these like <laughs> moments come up you like you don't get to choose when your kid like just blows up on you or mm-hmm. when when you're going to find something on their phone or when you're going to find out they've done something like So if you haven't prepared beforehand your heart, knowing that this is going to happen, your kids are going to sin. They Mm -hmm. are going to do a whole bunch of things that you may not hope that they will or think they will or you've told them not to do. But I think that's like an opportunity of like, how am I filling my head with truth? How am I preparing my heart? How am I seeking the Lord's grace and help? Knowing that once I get into this moment, I've already thought through, how I can respond. I've already thought through how I can be gentle. I've already pictured some of these conversations and how they're going to go. Great point. Um, And then you can take action steps beforehand, before you get into the battle. And we talk about this in all sorts of sin issues Mm -hmm. and boundary issues. Like, um, my dad used to always talk about this in terms of karate. He'd be like, you don't, you don't like about to get jumped and be like, Hey guys, real quick. Um, if everyone could stop, I'm going to go take like <laughs> 10 years of martial arts yeah. and then I'm going to come back and then we're we'll going to finish have the, it. We'll yeah. have this fight. then. <laughs> so if you could just wait, I'll be back. Let me go study and I'll come back. We can, we can handle it now. It's like, it's mm-hmm. too late once you've gotten into the moments, if you've not been preparing yourself and disciplining yourself, as Paul says, beating your body and making it your slave, putting it yeah. under submission, then when the moments come, like, okay, out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. You you haven't been filling your heart or renewing your mind with truth yeah. or going to people, asking for prayer from other friends, getting involved in community. So now all you have left to go on is your flesh. Yeah. All you have left to go on is your natural reactions. But if beforehand mm-hmm. you can prepare for the battle, prepare for when things are going to get hard, prepare for when people are going to sin against you and how to respond in a way that will build up and be healthy – still be hard but in the moment you have those those little nagging thoughts of like oh I'm called to be humble yeah. oh I'm called to be kind yeah. and I've experienced that in my own life even recently there's been some things that have happened where I've like started to notice like I'm really frustrated and there's been conversations like not too long ago about all of these things it's like gosh, dang it, God, mm-hmm. like, I really want to get mad right now. And if it wasn't for this guy telling me I'm not supposed to do that, like, two weeks ago, I would be getting mad right now. I was like, but I have to humble myself. Mm-hmm. I have to ask God, God, I know what my tendency is to do here. Please help me to apologize. Please help me to ask for forgiveness. Please help me to see my own sin. But all that has to be done beforehand. In, yeah. in the moment, it's too late.
2: Yeah, I think that, um, that leads to something you said, like, how, how can we how can we – Help ourselves to not get angry in the moment and anger and sin. Something you said earlier about how when you were struggling with this, it was because you did not have, like, sort of the support system around you that you currently do. Mm -hmm. And so often our sinful anger is is sort of a lag effect of what's going on in my life presently. And Mm -hmm. so that's where you said, like, if you're struggling with anger, like, get in community and so that you can process with other people. Iron sharpens iron and all of that isn't coming out on your kids. Right. Um, Great point. So um, that's something that comes to my mind of how can we yeah. help ourselves to not uh, have these angry outbursts. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, and going back a little to what you said too, about like the martial arts kind of idea of like training yourself, practicing, like just Kind of routinely practicing throughout your day and whatever circumstance to to recognize what's going on in my head right now, mm-hmm. like and especially like quick emotions, like if you have, you have like a surge of emotion for some reason, there's some messaging going on in your head. Um, I, I remember I remember Aaron Barnett years ago in middle school ministry. <laughs> I'm doing this because this is what he did. <laughs> so he's like he's standing up in front of the group and he's talking about actions and reactions and thoughts, just like. Things don't just happen, and then you re- and then it made you do this thing. Mm. He's like, something happened. So he kept going like that. Something happened, and then you have internal thoughts about that because you believe something, and then you have emotions t- based on what you believe and thought, and then you act. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a whole lot going on in between something happened and you reacting. So to start practicing recognizing that process, yeah. so just not maybe not in anger, but anger and whatever other emotions are going on um, to start thinking through what am I actually believing about this thing yeah you know like I said before for me the big thing was respect it's like I started recognizing oh this is all about respect for me like I Mm. feel like I'm not I'm pouring out myself I'm sacrificing all these things and I'm not getting the respect I deserve the respect that I need the the admiration that my kids should be giving me they should just be putting down the palm branches as I come home. Mm-hmm. Oh father, you know, thank you, you so much. That. You Did worked that? so hard things. today and made us money so I could eat. Right. And I was like, dad, <laughs> do my laundry. Yeah, yeah, Why should I clean up the dishes?
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> I hated doing dishes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is very true. Uh, so then lastly, to kind of conclude as we close up, and that was, redundant sorry for doing that guys that's bad <laughs> lastly, bad public s- <laughs> lastly to conclude as we close up this is bad public speaking i get paid plane. to do this it's ridiculous I'll it's learn. a podcast what is do we a- what do we do when we mess up so there's going to be times that we will still fail we don't want to just blow that off as yeah it's going to happen whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: but when we do fail where do we start what do we do uh thoughts and we'll kind of conclude on that with that kind of encouragement of it's not it's not over yeah
0: yeah i have two thoughts that maybe are helpful they're helpful to me so we'll put it out there um you know one i said before about repenting it's like Mm -hmm. repenting before god and repenting with the person that you have wronged so that could be your your child your spouse your your friend whatever um but I, i know like my brother um My brother used to talk about moments, which has always stuck with me for many years. He's like, we think about eternity, like it's so hard to think about eternity. It's like, it's just, time never ends. It just goes and goes and goes and goes. But we kind of think of it as this thing, like eternity is out there. When eternity is just moments. Hmm. Just a string of moments. Mm -hmm. And then another one, and another Mm -hmm. one, and another one, forever. He said, so his prayer that's become my prayer is make my moments matter. It's like, like the tree. I should have planted the tree 20 years ago. Didn't plant the tree 20 years ago. So does that mean I shouldn't plant it today? It's like, no, plant it today. It's, mm-hmm. it's still like the right thing to do today. So I blew it last night with my kids. I blew it. I blew it a half hour ago with my kids. All right. That doesn't mean you just throw it to the wind and yeah. give up. It's like, okay, you shouldn't have done that. Repent before God, repent before them. Try to think through what, why was I feeling and thinking what I was feeling and thinking that then led to this? And then plant the tree. You know, make this moment matter and start from there and do better and try to get quicker to that moment each time.
1: Yeah. Ryan?
2: I don't know. That was good. Yeah. That's all I'm
1: <laughs> and in the And the encouragement is the Lord, through his spirit within us, has given us everything we need to make our moments matter. He has given us all we need for life and godliness, and it doesn't matter how many years of failure we've had or how many more years of falling and getting back up we will continue to have, but he's given us what we need to be obedient, Mm -hmm. and he's empowered us through his Spirit, through his Son and his death and resurrection for us that we can control our emotions, that we can control our thoughts, that we can renew our mind, that we can... Like it says, death and life are mm-hmm. in the power of the tongue. Yeah. It's not just death. We don't we don't have to just um, succumb to that. There's also life in the yeah. power of the tongue. There's also an ability to speak truth into your kid, to offer the character of God to them in their failures and in their sin against you, remembering all the sin that you've done against God and how he's responded to you. And he wasn't reactionary and just spouted down on earth and... uh Uh, destroyed us all and sent us all to hell, but he took action the opposite way. He stepped in to the world. He died on the cross. He offered grace. He goes out and saves. Uh, Hmm. So he responds taking action to get closer and closer and closer to us in our sin. And we, as followers of Christ, and you as, as parents of teenagers, have that same responsibility and obligation that even in your kid's sin... That doesn't have to control how you respond or your action, Mm -hmm. but you can take steps towards them to build them up, uh, to shepherd and to lead and to love and guide, praying faithfully that the Lord would would do the work. You're not your kid's savior. You won't be able to change their heart, but you can control your moments and your actions. Mm -hmm. And trust that the Lord, he's going to use that how he will, and that will be to his great purposes and his great plans. And ultimately, you're not responsible for your kid's heart, but the Lord can use you and the words that you say to convict, to challenge, and to build up um, into Christlikeness. So, parents, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We understand it's hard. There's community around you. We're here for you. Reach out to other friendships. Invest in your community group. Be mm-hmm. honest and open and vulnerable with other parents that love and care for you. And we will be here to support and care for you as well. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Dan, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. And thanks. we will catch you all next month. Thanks for listening. Have any other questions or topics that you would find helpful for us to discuss? Text COUCHTIME one word to 94000.
2: If this podcast is helpful for you, please consider giving us a five-star rating and sharing it with other parents.